0: Hello, and welcome to this week 's podcast. I am interviewing the amazing Sandra Cornblatt this week. The interview was so peaceful. I just felt her amazing vibrations and beautiful light energy just come through the foam waves. It was amazing. Sandra helps people struggling with stress and sleep issues. She wants to help people understand through her coaching the seven pathways to rest to help effectively change your body, your relationship to your body and mind through emotional healing and her work guides you to rest into your true self. It's just beautiful and her voice is so captivating. She's such a funny but calm person and so down to earth. Um... She also uses disciplines such as somatic healing, visualization, yoga, and hypnosis, as well as her own tools that have helped thousands. Sandra is the author of four books on sleep and brain function and energy boosting and has spoken at Microsoft, Seattle Counselors Association, and many podcasts. And you can reach her on Restful Som near dot So, I will put the link on the bio of this podcast, and you will be able to click and receive a free ebook, which she tells you all about. And also, you get a free consultation as well. So, if you're struggling with sleep and your stress and anxiety is through the roof, this is definitely something I suggest you seek and find. And with the free ebook and the free consultation, how can you go wrong? Just give it a go, give it a try many blessings enjoy the interview and like and share the podcast thanks so much everybody and I hope you've been having an amazing week hello Sandra are you okay
1: hello I forgot to plug in my headset oh I I might have to leave the recording unless that's working for you
0: yeah that's absolutely fine thank you
1: so much for joining me how are you are you okay I'm doing fine. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm all right. Thank you. And uh, it's always a question as I speak to people on the other side of the world. How is the weather?
1: Well, you know, we live in a place that has weather like London. So it's uh, not raining at the moment. So I'm very happy. It's a little grey, but there was sunshine this morning. Oh, that's good. Excellent.
0: Okay, so the introduction has already been done. And what the question i want to ask the most is the seven pathways you use to affect effectively change people's minds body soul and relationship in order to help them get into a better sleep is so important in what you're doing at the moment with what's happening especially here in the uk where on another lockdown and my daughter herself has struggled really badly with anxiety because it literally is a lockdown there's no school there's nothing so for everybody that is going through this what is the advice you can give them first of all with all the amazing expertise that you've got
1: (laughs) (laughs) well it's a complicated situation isn't it you know that's why people are struggling Yeah. Um, You know, they don't have their usual ways of getting comfort and connection. They end up feeling alone, um, which already when you feel alone and it's a bad situation, just amplifies any bad feelings you have and then it can spiral down. So I think the first step is actually being kind to Mm -hmm. yourself and what's going on so that your expectations about what this means to you are more realistic rather than feeling like, well, you know, you should continue to go on. And then the other pieces are literally when you were talking about the seven pathways is looking at your relationships to different things, sort of Mm -hmm. taking it apart rather than making it one big thing. So is your body, do you have any place in your body where you can rest just 1%? Can you let go Mm -hmm. of your shoulders 1%? Is there any place where you can connect better to your mind. So instead of believing everything it says, just say, "Uh uh-huh, I hear you. You know, have a little bit of space around your emotions. Um, And there's some ways to do that in terms of just even calming your body, even though your emotions say that it's important to stay upset. You can manage on many levels. And connecting to something bigger, you know, whatever you can. Those are some of the basic pieces. But really, the kindness and taking it into 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 separate pieces rather than one big one big spiral that's overwhelming mm.
0: and i think exactly like you say when you're sitting on your own and you're on your own doing so called normal things your brain is so overloaded because number one you're trying to adapt to this massive change number right. two you're trying to understand what the hell is going on. And number three, the anxiety, the media makes everybody feel. I mean, even me and you and I do this sort of stuff for a living. So we always go to our tools, don't we? How how have you been dealing with it
1: all? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, you know, what's the ways that I've been dealing with it is, you um, Remembering that my anxiety imagines the worst, and that's not necessarily what's going to happen. I don't think that it will be a great week next week, but I think we'll get through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, just knowing that I don't know. So instead yeah. of feeling, because with anxiety, your anxiety wants to to know so you can get ready. And I honor that part. I think it's a great thing that we have as being humans, but it doesn't always tell the absolute truth. So just trying to Get a little bit of space from it without denying that it's ha- the feelings are happening.
0: Yeah, I think the podcast has been totally summed up there and then, hasn't it, Sandra? That is <laughs> that is literally it, and it's so it's so um, difficult to get people to understand that. The most that I've found over this um, particular lockdown and what's been happening as well is for me. You know, as much as I want to say to people, this is an amazing thing. This is the best thing that could have happened because you're alone now. You can recreate, you can recoup, you can hibernate, you can do all this stuff. Uh, But obviously for a lot of people, this is a very, very frightening time. And exactly that next week is not going to be okay. And I'm okay with that. And just having trust in yourself is number one, being kind to yourself, like you say, and number two, it is okay. It is okay that I don't know what's going to happen, and that's just fine. And that's what I find so hard to tell people. It's okay not to know.
1: Yeah. You know? Well, you know, it's interesting. One of the ways that I look at our lives is in layers, that we have so many layers of who we are. We have our physical layer, you know, when your back is hurting, that's the only thing you can feel, right? Um, We have our emotional layer, we have our mental layer, we have our spiritual layer in my my perspective, um, or something connection to something bigger. And we often think we often feel like those layers, we can't see through them. You know, so people are feeling transcendent and the world doesn't matter or people are feeling really emotional and the fact that they have a good dinner doesn't matter. But I really look at trying to help people see through the layers and allow many layers to happen at the same time. So when the pandemic first happened and I started to spin out in anxiety because I am really uh, quite uh, fluent in being anxious um, Mm. in terms of my life. Um, I said to myself, I'm anxious, and I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Because my feeling is that anxiety is anxiety doesn't want to be pushed aside. But the more no. you try to push aside anxiety, the harder it pushes back, because mm-hmm. it's it believes in we have the bio biology to, to back it up, that there's something to worry about. So you just sort of acknowledge, yes, you feel like there's something to worry about. And right now, in this very second, the sun is sort of trying to peek through the clouds. Um, I'm breathing. I had a really good breakfast on my side. It was it's early it, earlier in the morning. Um, and trying to remember that those things are true. And then both of those experiences, being anxious has a little bit of room, doesn't fight me as much. And feeling okay has a little bit of room because it's not fighting against anxiety. And then I can breathe and let the okayness, I can feel it, you know, Uh, again, with the anxiety in the background, but it's not, it's not in my uh, right in my face. Yeah. And I also
0: believe that trying to regardless of how old we are, and how mature we are, and how our spiritual journeys have developed and what work we do. Even that, we still have to go back to basics, don't we? And we still have to remind ourselves that we are two parts of different things and one's constantly fighting with the other. And sometimes we have to remind ourselves that, um, yes, I've woke up okay this morning. I've got energy. Thank you. And then moving on to the next step. Yeah. Whereas so many people are trying to do everything all at once and you see them and like where I work at the moment and I'm just waiting for a contract to be confirmed I've even had to come home and say to myself, Sondra, will you just calm down? They'll sign it when it's ready. <laughs> you know, you don't need it right now. Right. Just calm down. Stop right. going up to his office. Yeah. What are you making yourself look like? But you're so <laughs> you're so desperate to get an answer there and then like a spoiled child. Because you just want to know. Right. But when the when the time's right, the time's right, you know. Right.
1: And I think it also helped me, and it helps some other people that I know that I work with. To remember that we are biologically attuned to pay attention and worry. That when we lived in a time of, you know, they sort of put it, you know, saber-toothed tigers, and, you know, there would be a saber-toothed tiger passing by and it wasn't around, you still stay alert to make sure you're safe. Now we're physically safe, but that Mm -hmm. tendency of feeling, are we okay? Are we safe? continues to happen. And we don't have to let it. Once we understand that it's um, not our fault that we're worrying, we can just accept that our our nervous system has been set that way, we can reset our nervous system without trying to um, lose who we are. We can just say, okay, I'm feeling upset and even though I'm feeling upset, I'm gonna take a long, full, gentle breath and a long, full, gentle exhale. And I'm not trying to not be upset, but I'm just trying to soothe my nervous system and remember that we have more than one way to look at things. But with, again, I still come back to the value of being kind to ourselves when we do that instead of feeling like we're wrong because we're upset. Yeah, definitely.
0: And also this, the breath work. So I understand that you do um, some breath work with the programs that you give. Are you able to sort of um, tell people how it works? Because a lot of people I work with, I do it through yoga, the same as yourself as well. But when a lot of times I'll say to people that are just, You know, you finally got them through the door because they realized that you don't have to put your legs over your head. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, it's like, okay, we're going to breathe in now. We're just going to breathe in. We're in this neutral position. Our body weight feels even. We're going to breathe in. And on the exhale, we're going to exchange into another move. And people look at you as if to say, what the hell is she talking about? So with the breath and how powerful it is, can you explain to us and the listeners how important the breath is to be so calm?
1: Yeah, the breath is really an amazing tool, isn't it? You know, we keep breathing, even when we don't notice it. And then we can also notice it and change it. It's fascinating. You know, you, I guess you could do that with blinking, but it's not quite as comfortable, but you can do that with your breath for sure. And when I work with clients, I try to come up with, I, I share a variety of tools trying to, and aiming to, and often coming up with, let me rephrase that. When I work with clients, we come up with customized ways for them to work mm. the breath that works for them for mm. some people who've grown up with a lot of trauma they automatically hold their breaths you know that's something yeah. that happens with trauma so when you ask people to breathe some of that anxiety can come up so i suggest people go really slowly with their breath one thing i've t- thought about is the idea of breathing deep can also bring up resistance because we often breathe deep when we're scared. We go <gasps> like that. Yeah. And so that's yeah. when I talk about having a gentle, calm breath. And that can mean a very short breath. It can mean a longer one. It's really helpful to exhale because oftentimes we're holding our breath from I don't know, when we're driving in the morning and we had a, you know, almost had a wreck, we hold our breath and we never completely let it go again. So that can be really powerful. Um, and then there's many ways of just noticing the pauses between the inhale and the exhale or having a square breathing where you breathe in for four, count of four, hold for four, breathe out for four and hold again for four. And those things can make you feel connected to your body and connected to this moment where generally speaking, you're probably okay. Yeah. And
0: it gives people that moment to understand that you are safe, you are okay. And when you say that to people, and I always use the count of four in and in and out, especially at the end of a yoga session, people say oh um you know that that was so revitalizing or oh, that was so peaceful thank you but it's not me that's created it; it's all of us together and you've done you've done it as well and then that's when you start to see a massive change don't you because health-wise you see a change in their skin use the blood's got more oxygen right. their hair starts to change color again and All these things people don't notice, you notice in them as you see them as clients over time. And then they start to tell you about the changes they've experienced. And so um, I work or used to work, I came out of it now because I was just fighting a losing battle, but I used to work a lot with bodybuilders and um, that they're they're so stuck in their ways, you know, uh, and I was watching The American Wrestler last night, funnily enough. And it's all that old school mentality where uh, take the enhancements, eat as much protein, which is not good in any way, shape, or form because of the way the animals bred, um, et cetera, et cetera. And do this and do that. And everything's heavy and everything is so sort of um, contaminating their body that eventually they end up coming to see people like us. Because they don't understand why they can't touch their toes anymore or they're not sleeping. And they realize they haven't slept for years. And these small changes, you know, you start to teach them. So over the time and the years that you've been doing what you've been doing, Sandra, how what's the most significant changes you've seen in people? I mean, if you work with athletes, you know, what is the most significant changes you've seen in
1: people? And also do a lot of men get involved with what you do at all yeah I work I work with plenty of men um you know and um you know when you can't sleep or you're struggling with with your nights or with your stress you're a human being so um yeah I work with many uh people from everywhere all across the world and um you know the thing I think happens when people people can come to me with sleep issues or they come to me with stress issues um And when um, there's a similarity with both of them, people feel trapped. They feel Mm -hmm. like they're trying what they've tried and it's not working. So in the middle of the night, they feel like they're tearing their hair out or in the middle of the day, they feel like they're in that spiral and they can't get out of it. And I think the biggest thing that people feel when we start to work together is they have some ways to not feel so trapped. And when they don't Mm -hmm. feel so trapped, so many of their skills and their abilities can come to the light again because they can start to look at the things they do and who they are from a different perspective of you know it's not a matter of the on off button you know i'm i don't i definitely don't suggest to people because i think it doesn't work very well that they think about they go they go to bed they hit their on off switch like they do their computer and poof they're out that rest into who you are is a really key piece of functioning well in life and renewing and welcoming sleep. So we we do that. But even dealing, it's just what we were saying earlier, even dealing with anxiety, it's not like you're okay if you don't have anxiety, and you're not okay if you do. You can have some feeling of Concern about the world, but it doesn't have to drive you. And then people start to feel like they have some, um, some power back, um, which is, you know, which is a gift.
0: Absolutely, they realize that their old self is back. I mean through this time last year I was going through a massive uh, spiritual awakening and they're not very nice because (laughs) you go from one extreme to another everybody thinks it's this amazing thing it's just unbearable and I went from wanting to kill myself because it was the easiest way out to being so fed up and questioning every single day and you know oh I must do this and it reflects on what you eat it reflects on how you live and I noticed as well I was holding my breath all the time, all the time. And then I I would hear spirits say to me, let go of your shoulders, roll your shoulders back and walk straight. Try and walk in a straight line. And do you know what? I couldn't. For months, I couldn't even walk in a straight line. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, you know, we hold trauma in our bodies. That's where we do it. And I work with people on becoming more embodied. Really understanding mm. what's going on, rather than just feeling like our bodies are second-class citizens who serve our heads. Yeah. You know that's the way we treat our bodies often. What is the le- least amount of sleep I can get? What is the least amount of good food I can eat? What is the least amount of exercise I can get so my mind doesn't give up on me? And that yeah. is paying your body minimum wage or less than minimum wage. Yeah. So really honoring. What was going on in your body, for instance, when you were going through that growth period, which is not fun, and you just wait till, you know, you're, you you in, can integrate whatever's happening. But really understanding what is that loss that you're holding in your chest? What is the fear that's keeping you from uh, really breathing out and breathing in? And being able to um, take Our lives, which are here for a reason and understand what trauma and what um, gifts, hidden gifts we've gotten from them. But lots of times those clues are really in the body.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that people then comes fear, doesn't it? People are so disloyal to themselves and you realize, which then brings me, I don't know about whether you're the same, but it makes me feel so emotional because we've found love in a sense, because we understand that love is us and we can project it you're trying to get other people to find that. And when, when, you know, we're not perfect. We, we do what we do because we've been there. We've done it. We speak from years of experience and still got more travels and traumas to go on, but to understand, to get people to love themselves, they find it so selfish and so, so wrong. Yeah. We
1: live in a society and we have families that um, have been taught that that's Not okay. Um, That, you know, I think that some of it actually goes back to. I was working uh, about a year ago on shame, really intense personal shame, and really instead of trying to label my shame with whatever happened in the day that made me feel shamed, I started to look at where it started. And for me, it started way back when I was an infant. Um, My mother couldn't be there for me. Um, And what I realized is that. It was easy to blame her, but I stepped back Mm -hmm. and thought about the fact that we in the capitalistic society, we have nuclear families and we expect that two parents or one parent can take care of kids, can earn enough money, cannot be sick, can be there for them emotionally, can be there for them physically. And it's really too much to ask. Um, And so people end up feeling like they get the short shrift and it's not necessarily because of your parents. It's because we don't live with extended families. We don't have a sense of community health. We don't live in a culture where many people parent the kids. It's just, you know, you and your kids. Um, and, And there's a loss that people feel. And so to feel themselves filled with love brings up that sense of loss. And again, it's a matter of how do you sit with the sadness because sadness will change. It's not permanent, although for some people it feels that way when you first go into it. You know, how do you sit Mm -hmm. with the sadness of what you've lost so that you can find what you also have? Absolutely. And
0: also this manifesting um, situation where, you know, people read the secret and I've done it myself as well. I speak from experience, but how you 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 say it you visualize it you write it down right okay so then that's it when I wake up tomorrow morning there's going to be a check in the post or there's going to be the car outside that I've asked for I because I see it from a different perspective I say to people but you already have it now you know what what you what you truly need is what you will be provided with yes the materialistic stuff comes but unfortunately it's materialistic stuff we have to we have to get that you know, materialistically, we have to go to work or we have to find a way to get it. But for things to materialize, the way is going to provide for you for your future in order for you to get these things is from within. And you need to find that. And that's what I find people find so hard to struggle with.
1: That's a really good perspective on the secret. I feel like the secret has a truth to it, but it's not the whole truth. And people oftentimes yeah. try to put everything on that one piece of one grain of truth and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And they feel like it's their fault because they're, because it's not, it's not complete. And I think that, the you know, the other pieces are that, you know, we have a spiritual life to live um, and, and lessons to learn um, and that we already have that sense of what, you know, i um, I I had a blog post where I talked about having what I call I want itis, which is having a list of things Mm. that felt like it never stopped. It felt like an infection of, you know, itis. And Mm. um, it just kept growing. And I was like, well, what is this? And I stopped and I looked at what it is I really wanted. You know, it was like, oh, I could use a hybrid car. And then I stopped and said, well, what would I get from a hybrid car? What I would get was a feeling of, Connection to the earth, that I was being helpful to the earth and not wasting gas. Um, I would have yep. a clean car over my lot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I would have that sense of um, of stability, and I was like, "Well, how can I get those things now?" Even though I don't have a car, so I recycle yeah. and I'm careful about what I do. That so that's the connection to the earth. I can clean out my car and give me that kind of sense of feeling i can notice where i'm stable and and then what the physical things that happen are a reflection of that rather than a cause of it Mm. absolutely
0: and i said exactly the same i wanted this particular car and i will get this particular car but then i said to myself so okay brilliant Think you've really turned things around because you've changed your mindset and this is great and you're doing what the calling is and what the situation is and that's great Vanessa but why do you want to put yourself in more debt to get something that you physically can't afford right now to put yourself back where you are and it's like yeah okay well we'll just do as we're told and just keep that up on the board because no we don't need it right now but exactly like you say work with what you've got because right now is not the right time and that's what I've learned to hear as well like you say from from the warmth and the sun of the good part of your mind of your spirit of your soul whatever people choose to believe from the good part it's good to have that clear voice and to understand that it is okay that's just fine because we're not we're not working from the ego we're working from our sole purpose we're working from that peace. so you're an author as well Sandra so with everything that you've that we was talking about and what we have spoken about how have you found the pressures of writing publishing your work like we just said about the secret it wasn't all published truthfully and about really what it really took and takes which they have started to come about haven't they they have started to talk about the so-called truth of the secret a lot more now but we both know that the pressure out in the media, people do say to you, oh, that's not going to work right now because it's not the right time. Can you change that word for this? Or can you do this for that? So how has the pressure of publicizing your work been for you?
1: Well, my books I've written, I think about 10 years ago, most of them. And so um, I had a great publisher. I was really happy um, Mm. that I worked with somebody who helped me, you know, get my word out in the world. And Um, it was, you know, I think the books were useful. They're about brain function and energy boosting and then about my program, Restful Insomnia. Um, And so having, having the books was great. And I also feel like um, when I write, I can feel when it feels good to me, it's sort of like music, you know, that sort of sings well, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be perfect. (laughs) So I was really happy to work with editors to, get their perspective and, um, get their wisdom as well. So there wasn't really a lot of, yes. a lot of fighting or arguing about it. Um, so I was, I was very happy for that. Um, and I do a lot of blog post writing now, you know, I write, I write a new post every, every couple of weeks and, um, and, and that's an interesting process of just, you know, what's, what's relevant to me, what's relevant to my clients. Um, and it's very fun. You know, it's like, if an idea occurs to me, I don't have to wait for somebody to approve of it. It's just like, there, there goes, it's up there. The the thing about not breathing deep that came to me and that was, you know, really useful to share with people, but breathing fully and gently.
0: Yeah. And how do you feel? the internet world works for you and your business do you find it really overwhelming or because you're in such a peaceful place and you understand so much through your work and your own journey do you just find that little is best and you just block out the noise you don't feel that you have to compete with anybody it is oh just my gosh i would
1: love to be in that place and no i am not <laughs> Yeah, no i find it pretty overwhelming you know, I just, I, I have, yeah. I just have to get a, a routine about my emails. I have to get a routine about a lot of it. I just think that it's, um, you know, yeah. and it's not necessarily noise. It's interesting. You know, that's the problem. If it was noise, it would be easy to block out. Mm-hmm. But so much of this is, you know, engaging or interesting or clickbait, you know, not quite clickbait, but, you know, still um, uh, just just stuff that um, I, I want to understand. I try to print out some longer pieces so I can read them because I find that my eyes get just really tired, especially with Zoom. Um, but um, mm. no, I get pretty overwhelmed. I don't have that one. I do not have this one down. And if you can come and fix it for me, I'd be very yeah. happy to have you do that. <laughs>
0: I know. I was on Instagram for like an hour today posting videos, putting this here, putting that there. I'm still trying to do some YouTube videos to publish. And yeah, it's you, de- I definitely agree with you there. I think we can honestly say you have to set time limits definitely for each task because. There's so many things when you're building your business, when you're growing your business, when you're trying to find that purpose of what you are and what you do in the Internet is the place. And I have found myself constantly recently typing stuff into Google and Sandra, I've yeah. got every book on the shelf, but it's it's you're using that time so badly because you're just tapping
1: it in the phone
0: and then you're getting in that bad habit of not
1: looking right yourself right you're just yep. cheating yeah I mean that's know? one thing I still haven't gotten an Instagram account and I have mixed feelings about it but one of the reasons is that I know I'd never be off it you know it's just like yeah yeah it's too good so. yeah
0: you do have to say to yourself right you came on here to post a video not to look at someone's new car yeah. so move on <laughs> completely irrelevant and you know it is so where can people find you Sandra? and are you starting anything new as the new year has entered with these strange changes you no know, I
1: um you know I think the new new things are internal you know for me just uh you mm. know just moving forward in a way with more kindness um but people can find me on restfulinsomnia.com and I offer a free ebook um first steps to uh, deeper, deeper rest. And then I also offer if people are interested in possibly working together or even just being curious, I offer free consultations um, where we can talk for about a half an hour about what's going on for them and um, try to get a sense of their next steps. What, what might be helpful? Um, yeah. So, and I enjoy Amazing. talking to people, you know, I've talked to people from, bali and philippines and you know all over um it's just a time zone thing that we have to figure out but other than that it's great yeah i think it's just the best medicine isn't it Mm -hmm. it's just to Mm -hmm. talk yeah for some of us it is yeah it's true for me i'm an auditory person so and for a lot of other people just hearing what hearing hearing their problems because people don't often talk about insomnia they feel like they're whining so, having somebody hear about their sleep issues yeah. or their stress issues from a different perspective can be really useful. Oh,
0: yeah. It's, and it's, it, you know, they, you realize how it normal is. it is. You know, you feel like, oh, in my this God, culture, I'm not the only in this culture,
1: we're just like, you know, we think that sleep is a thing we should be able to buy. You know, it's like, I just, I, let me check mm. that off my list rather than something to experience. Yeah
0: which is totally uh, opening up another can of worms, but is totally what is wrong with everything at the moment is that, oh, can I just, can I just buy it? And then can, can right. I just deal with it yep. there? And then, yep. I, yeah, right. It right. is. Well, Sandra, it's been amazing talking to you, darling. And thank you so much for your time, this wonderful evening yep. for me, morning for you. Um, so we've got where we can find you and I will look forward to sending you over Wonderful. a copy of this podcast. And it's, yeah, it's been absolutely amazing, darling. Thank you. so. I've much loved
1: talking and to and we'll you. Thank you, you as well.
0: Bye-bye. You. See you, Sandra.